Don't think healthcare professionals have any business experience? Think again. No topic is off limits as we share tales from our brave hosts who will always tell it like it is. We are hashtag no filter healthcare. Here to guide you through your healthcare journey are your hosts, Taylor Dunn and Tamara Donda. We want to thank our sponsor, Uptime Health, the leading healthcare equipment and compliance management software company for bringing this podcast to fruition. Visit UptimeHealth.com to learn more. Let's get started. Welcome to hashtag no filter healthcare. I'm your co-host, Taylor Dunn. And I'm your other co-host, Tamara Donda, and today we're going to be talking about marketing, which is what I love, you guys. This is like, I've been waiting for this episode just because there's just so much to talk about when it comes to marketing, and you guys will know I will piece together as much as I can in every conversation that we have because I do think it's so important, but today is all about marketing, so... Um, yeah, so we're going to talk about finding the right channel for your marketing. Where are your clients? Because I feel like this is a very common question. You know, they're like, oh my God, where do I start? (laughs) And I think it's also important to know that like no system is like, like for everybody, I guess. There's no like one for all. Um, You're going to see like ads on LinkedIn for companies that are trying to market like this one size fits all marketing strategy. It doesn't work. Like every marketing strategy is built around your business and how you see clients and, and what clients you're actually looking for. And, you know, I think it's so important that you start at the strategy level and build on that. And so what Taylor and I have done for sure is gone back and realized okay, we want to see ourselves doing this with the company in this amount of time. Set those goals. You know, even if it's just short term, like in the next two weeks, I want to have this piece of content out and ready to go. Um, Whatever it may be, like set a time to yourself that's feasible, right? And say, okay, my goal is to have this many leads by this amount of time. All right, now let's sit down and figure out how are we going to get those leads, right? How are we going to communicate to our audience in the most effective and financially acceptable way, because you will see companies that can spend, you know, a hundred thousand dollars a month on advertising. And that's not always feasible for smaller companies. So knowing that there's ways to accomplish the same goal without putting together too much money and, and too much time either too. There's ways that you can kind of, you know, DIY um, your way to finding your audience, which is exactly what I love to do. So when it comes to strategy, you don't have to have this entire booklet of work. Like I, you'll see, you know, marketing firms, especially like are really good at putting together like these strategies where they go through different analysis, like a SWOT analysis. And you'll have others that come into play, like when you're trying to build out your audiences and, you know, they're really good at that because they'll look at the market and they'll assess, you know, based on your industry and do a bunch of research and it's great, but it's also good for the company to also sit down and think about it. Like where, where do I want to go? Where do I want to be in the next couple months or the next year. Um, So when you're putting together that strategy, think about your short-term and your long-term goals. And that's the best way to kind of gauge your route on like what to approach next. And one of the biggest things to start off with is building your audience. And we have gone back and forward with this, I think with uptime quite a bit, because your audience will change based around, you know, certain markets and how things fluctuate, Um, especially when you start diving into one aspect of the market that's super successful. 
and you're like, okay, well, I'm going to put all my efforts into this right now because I know it's going to be successful for my business. I know my clients are here. So it really takes a lot of experimenting and going into different industries and really figuring out where you actually fit and what you enjoy too. And a lot of the times when people try to paint the picture of like who they're trying to talk to, they're like, oh, I need to have this C-suite level executive be my person of contact. And it's like, great, but what else about them? You know, like think of them as actual people. Like, is this a person that's going to be on LinkedIn, like connecting with other people? Do they like to work with other businesses or are they like really creative and love Instagram because they like e-commerce and they like to shop around? Like think of the actual person behind the deal and try and understand like who they are as people and if they're family, you know, oriented or if they're not, or if they like to travel or if they don't like to travel, you know, really try to understand them and what they like to do more so than just like, oh, they need to be a C-suite executive at X amount of companies or X amount of industries. Or take a look at their business model. You know, how do they, how do they provide value back to their patients or their clients? You know, it depends on who you're selling to. Um, your marketing too, but also understanding that the decision maker, the one that's going to be able to sign off on using your product or services, um, they're not always a C-suite person. And so making sure that you've identified that in your audience too, um, is going to help you be successful. Um, and then we also have put personas around these, um, what we're calling, you know, the typical audience, um, the target audience, I should say. Um, so that, you know, when we bring on, we're doing like, you know, internal training and onboarding for our team as we grow, um, they're understanding who the customer is and they aren't having to do the research to really get that knowledge. They're able to understand their the audience persona and evaluate them and, and learn how they think. Um, just from the information and the research we've already built up. Yeah. And also think about it, you know, if you have one customer, study that one customer, you know, figure out why they came to you, why they bought your product or why they're interested in your service. Start asking them questions too. Like engaging with your current network is the best way to find more people like them, right? Because if you have a pool of people that you can say like these things or operate in the same way, then you know that those are your ideal clients because they've been with you, they love you, and they want to use your products and service. So, you know, taking your internal network and trying to figure it out, even if you have one person, is so beneficial. And telling a story too. So that's another big thing. You know, I used to say, from company level. And I, I almost want to punch myself in the face for like telling people this like a couple of years ago. But I used to think that companies do not need to put a person in front of the brand. I used to say the analogy like Samuel Adams, you know, you don't walk down the street and see some random guy and say, oh, that's Samuel Adams. You know, he runs the beer company or, you know, that's uh, Johnson and Johnson's CEO. Like you just don't know those people behind the brand. And I think what sets you apart in this day and age is the fact that you're putting a person in front of your brand. You know, being more familiar, 
putting yourself out there um, in front of your brand is great. I think I want everyone to do it. If you have a CEO even, or even if your CEO doesn't feel comfortable coming forward, then it you know, allows somebody within your team to represent uh, because putting a person in front of the brand just makes you more um, approachable. And not only that, it's recognizable. So now people, when they associate Uptime Health, they think of Janesh because of that, because we put him at the forefront. We forced him to go out there and, and be in all of our blogs and, you know, go and speak in front of all of these people because they want someone to resonate with behind the brand and people work with other people. They buy from other people. So tell your story. Don't be afraid to come out there and and say who you are and why you started this company because people want to hear that. Well, if you know Janesh, you know, we didn't actually have to force him to do that. (laughs) That's true. We got lucky. We got lucky with ours for sure. He loves to do it. Um, But there are some out there that are like, no, I don't want to be in front of anything. Um, so yeah, tell them though, that there's so much value in it. And even if it's one or two things that they come out with that they co-wrote in a blog or, or, or they, um, had some sort of speaking engagement, whatever it may be, you know, put them at the forefront as much as possible because people want to connect with other people. Yeah. Have them step out on stage. You know, we're, we're trying to get more of those speaking engagements too, because they just make sense, you know, having, um, a CEO or anyone really, um, your leadership team, the ones that are, you know, making your business run, um, they're able to talk about what you do and your product and your, you know, your services, um, put them out there to be on stage, asking questions, speaking, um, you know, about what works for them and um, their experiences, because um, that makes them stand out. People want to talk to them afterwards um, and continue the conversation. So. Yeah. And um, one of the things too, is that people worry so much about content and you really don't need to put too much effort into your content. It really isn't something that needs to be some million dollar production. You know, they, people think, oh, I need to have this, this super robust video to put out. It's not even that people just want to see you. They want to see the person behind the brand, whether it be anything, even if it's your, you taking out your phone and saying, hi, I'm Tamara and I do this. That's what people want to know. They want to see you. They want to see the person behind the brand. They don't care about some full production video. I can't tell you how many times I've seen companies spend hundreds and thousands of dollars of, you know, for video content or photo content, and it gets them nowhere because there's no person behind the brand. There's no feeling there. There's no authenticity there. And so I really think that it's all about just getting in front of the the camera, even on your phone and just telling people who you are and why you're here to serve them. I, I mean, recognize what you do as a consumer. I mean, I realized I, the first thing I do when I go to a website, I go to the about us section because I want to look who's behind the scenes. It interests me. I want to know who these people are because right off the bat, I want to know, you know, a little bit more about them because that helps me trust them and then move forward. Um, And that's why we, we worked really hard on our about us page because that's how I am as a consumer. And I took that away and I was like, we got to do this. We got to make sure this is this looks great and people get information about us and we made it fun. Um, you go to our about us page. It's not some boring bio. Each of us has taken the opportunity to express, you know, who we are as people, not just the business, but people that are running the business. So. 
Yeah. I mean, that you brought up a good point. Are you listening to your environment? Like I think one, one major point when you're trying to figure out what channel is good for you and advertising and strategy, the one thing that you always will fall back on is listening to your audience. Just listen, go out and see what people are talking about on LinkedIn. What is, what is the major struggle that, that you can sort of provide that person you know, listen to them, listen to their struggles and realize that you can take that and make it better by providing them a service that offers a unique way of getting rid of that struggle, you know, or even if you resonate with them and say that I had that same struggle, people love to know that there's other people that are also dealing with the same thing. You know, I think misery loves company and I almost hate saying that, but it's true. So go out there and just communicate with other people, you know, figure out, and listen to your audience and just see what's out there. Don't just think that you need to come up with this new brand idea. You know, all you really have to do is just listen to your audience and figure out what they want and give it to them. And, you know, Tamara taught me something early on when we were building out our resources for our clients. You know, uh, one of our resources is we build out blogs and I was, you know, producing those blogs for a while Um, and then what she helped me realize is they don't always have to relate to what you do as a business. (laughs) I, I always thought, okay, I'm writing a blog. It's got to relate back to our services, our platform in some way for it to make sense and be worthwhile. That is not the case. Um, we are a resource for other people. We're providing access to information And then what ends up organically happening is when they find that blog on your website, all of a sudden they're exploring your website and they're learning more about you. And it had nothing to do with the blog at all. Um, So that was also really eye-opening for me. I'm having, you know, one of those eye-opening kind of weeks where I'm just like, you know, all the things that I didn't realize were happening behind the scenes from a consumer level. Um, and, and it was really helpful. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's another thing, you know, blogs are great and they're a great resource, right? Um, and when we think about all the channels and figuring out what's right for me, you don't need to dump content on every channel. Like that's not going to be successful. Learning that your audience wants something from you that's different than other companies is okay. You know, knowing that like I, you know, let's say I'm a technology company and I'm B2B. Well, my main focus is going to be LinkedIn because I know that my clients are on LinkedIn. I don't need to have some elaborate strategy on Instagram. You know, I don't need to put all my efforts there. What I need to do is focus heavily on where my audience is and put all of my effort into that platform because I know it's going to be successful. Um, One of the things that I did um, with Tamara last year was we looked into um, producing mailers for clients. Um, you know, it's pretty common. A lot of people use mailers, um, and especially, especially, uh, healthcare facilities, like they still get mail and they still look at it. Um, so it's not a thing of the past. Um, and we tried it out and I was not, um, I wasn't sure about it. And, um, we took the risk. We realized it could totally flop or it could totally pay off. Um, and in that experience, it totally flopped and that's okay. <laughs> um, but we explored that opportunity. We looked into it um, and we realized we are not going to put any more money or effort into this because it's just not something that works for our business model. 
Um, and, you know, may, maybe that will change, you know, maybe we'll try it again. It's not like it's completely off the table, but it's, um, it's something to recognize as well as you're going to need to do a little bit of, you know, explore, uh, you're going to need to explore your options and see, you know, what's going to work for your business. Um, and so it, it just really depends on, um, your audience and understanding what they need from you. Yeah. You know, and, and realizing like you can go in and um, experiment, you know, know that marketing is not just like, I need to know right out the gate, what's going to be successful for my company. You know, you can go out and actually experiment and realize pretty quickly, actually, um, what's going to work and what doesn't. And then once you do that, then you can put all of your efforts into the things that are successful or that are going to be successful versus trying to do it all. You know, I think that's one thing that most people see marketing as so cumbersome or like overwhelming and it's not overwhelming at all. Once you realize like where your audience is and what channels are effective for you and your business, you don't need to worry about the others. It's not end all be all. You don't have to be on every single platform out there. And there are marketing professionals out there that would disagree with me, but I'm telling you right now. If you want to actually be strategic in what you do and put the efforts where they need to be, figuring out which channel is appropriate for you and your business and where your audience is and how you're listening to them and applying good storylines and all of that is way more successful than trying to just put out bland, you know, blanketed messaging across multiple platforms. And Tamara, if you can talk about, you know, when I came to you and said, okay, I want to do advertisements. I just don't know how or where to start, you know, and, and what you told me and how you approached that. Yeah. So PPC is something that can also be daunting to people when they hear it. They're like, oh my God, first of all, pay-per-click is what PPC means. I know people see it and they're like, oh my God, I don't understand this. This is too much for me. And it really isn't. You know, when you think about how you're going to, to advertise, it's about knowing that you're only expanding your bubble. So think of your organic bubble as being something that's close to home, right? Um, and then when you put money towards, obviously, advertising, it just opens that bubble up even further and brings people to your network that you didn't have before. And one of the things, too, is realizing, and I said this before, but you don't need an elaborate budget to be successful on, on advertising. I've had clients that start out at $500, you know, and actually some even at $200 to test the waters. And what you do is essentially split up two advertisements. So always start off with two ads. Never just put one out because you're not going to get enough, enough information, you know, on what that advertisement is or how it's successful it is. So put together two advertisements that have very different um, call to actions and test it. And you can see usually within the first 72 hours whether or not one advertisement is doing better than another. And what you can do is essentially take that one that's super successful and dump the rest of the budget that, that was in the other ad that was not successful. And you can put more money, obviously, towards the one that's working out for you. So it's not all about, you know, knowing this awesome strategy and, you know, using the right targeting methods and all of this right off the bat. Um, the best thing to do is to start testing, start figuring out your audience, who they are, what they're looking to, um, what they're looking up, whatever they're, they're doing or talking about, and you'll be successful in that way. So just 
listen. That's the best advice I can give. (laughs) And from my perspective and not knowing, you know, how to approach advertisements, um, you know, we also, I know our last, you know, a couple episodes, we talked about um, partnerships and advisors, but also, you know, they're helpful too, to see what's worked for them. Um, who do they trust in the business? Um, and sometimes those businesses become your partners um, as well, which, you know, we've experienced. It's been great to work with some of the um, companies out there that have a platform that's available for our specific audience and they do great with the advertisements. And so it's worth the time, the money, the effort put in um, and, you know, it ends up paying off because you get the information out to the right people. Yeah. And I mean, the biggest thing, no matter what, if you're trying to experiment with different channels, you're trying to figure out where your clients are, you're doing a lot of things, know that there has to be a process for follow-up. I have so many, you know, I've seen so many companies go through this whole process and put so much effort into getting the right um, results and the right data, and then they don't follow up. So yeah, it's not all about, you know, figuring out your channels and all of that and telling your story and doing all of the things that you do, but knowing that at the end, you have to follow up. You know, I've seen a lot of companies that have gone through this whole process, gathered all of this data, and then they never followed up. It's just like untapped potential at that point. So just making sure you have a plan to follow up with the people that engage with you is the most important. And automation is great too. It's really key. Uh, Figuring out, you know, your CRM or whatever you're using uh, to manage everything. It's a, oh my gosh, it just takes so much off your plate. Um, and helps the process be more efficient. So, um, but I think, you know, we try to keep these episodes short. I know we could constantly keep talking about this and we will, we'll have more, you know, marketing episodes in the future for sure. But um, really appreciate your input, Tamara. And, you know, I'm always learning from you and hopefully our listeners are too. So um, thank you everyone for for joining us today on this episode. And uh, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast or comment below if you have any questions for us. We're always available. Thank you.